Hi, I'm Anna Harris. Welcome to our podcast. Please join us as we talk to experts, ministers, and prophetic voices from around the world on topics relevant for today. I hope you enjoy this message. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today for the podcast. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation that I had with Lisa Kruger. Uh, She and her husband have a ministry called Awake Europe. They're based in Germany and they have a ministry school and they are amazing teachers and speakers. And uh, she's originally from the Netherlands and she's lived all over the world. Uh, She's been in ministry more than 15 years now. And her background is in theology and art. And she's got a lot of good things to say about art and creativity and Christianity and how it's all mingled together. And she also has great tips for just exploring creativity. So I think that you'll find this conversation to be inspiring and enlightening. And so I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. I'm so excited for my listeners and viewers to be able to just hear what's on your heart and um, just welcome, welcome today. Thank you so much, Anna. It's an honor to be with you. And um, it's been so nice to, to connect again. We've known each other for a little while. And uh, yeah, it's exciting to be part of this. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. So like, just as we were chatting before, um, I know we're going to be talking about uh, creativity and the arts and Christianity and how that is all mixed together, really. And, um, and we said that creativity is bringing something into existence that wasn't there before. And I just love that definition because it's such a, a big definition and, um, and, and God is creative. And so we, since we're created in his image, we have creativity within us. So I know you have um, researched that and studied that. And so if you can just kind of go ahead and just start telling us how you see creativity and relationship with God and all of that. Every single person on this planet is creative. And exactly because of the reason that you mentioned before, I believe that um, as we are made in the image of God, the imago Dei, um, we have a DNA that comes from God. We are, we are um, made after his image and we have been made in a way that we also can create. And what I love um, as a creative person is the first thing that happens when I open up my Bible is I see Genesis 1-1. Mm-hmm. And there it says, um, and God created. And the very first impression we get from God is that he's a creator. Mm-hmm. And this for me is so exciting because it shows that it's an important and a valuable aspect of who God is and what his nature is like. And as he's creating the world, he, he decided, um, I don't just want to stay in the Trinity, within the Trinity. I want to share. I want to have communion. I want to have relationship. 
And I want to invite my creation into this relationship, into this divine relationship. And I'm going to create man and I'm going to make them in my image. Mm -hmm. And with that, I think um, one of the aspects also that flows into my creativity is the reality that God is a God of love. And in his love, he decided, I'm going to create humanity and make them in my image like me with abilities that, that are like an imprinting or like a fingerprint, so to say, of, of his nature into us. Because obviously mm -hmm. we are not God, but we are made in his likeness. I believe that you and I are called to represent the kingdom of heaven on this earth. Yeah. And how can we better do that than being a people that show who God really is? And mm -hmm. he's a God of love. He's a God of compassion, but he's also a God of creativity. And he's a God who is, who is filled with beauty. And I believe that the church has been so scared to express anything. They've been so afraid and they've been, they've been so restricted sometimes about mm -hmm. expressing themselves in the beauty that because of making mistakes, because of it maybe being sinful. And there's been so many reasons and so many um, rules that we've started to develop. But I think God is calling us in this time and season to be a people that bring freedom to this world. Because mm -hmm. that's who God is. God is a God who wants to set people free. He wants to deliver people from evil. And how do we do that? I believe that part of that is releasing the beauty of God in the mm -hmm. world. And yeah. the beauty of God goes hand in hand with creativity. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, maybe it's a painting, maybe it's a dance, maybe it's even speaking words or writing poems, writing, mm -hmm. writing poetry. Um, there's so many different ways in, in communicating the kingdom of God and the power of communicating creativity, uh, create creatively, sorry, is that it doesn't go to the mind immediately. Creativity flows directly to the heart. Mm -hmm. It is a language of the heart. And so people will not analyze the same way. Um, creativity will be, will be received differently. And that's how we should function. That's how, what we should pursue. I believe as believers, this is key to this time and season is to show the kingdom and release the kingdom of heaven in a prophetic way, in a life-giving way, and it will bear much fruit. And it's not even about bearing much fruit, but it's what comes out of God. Yeah, naturally. Once we yeah. get in tune with God's heart, it's yeah. going to flow out and it's going to bear good fruit. Cause that's, that's so it. good. I even, it made me think of something else, which is um, for so long, if we saw, Oh, there's a Christian movie coming out, we would think, <laughs> you know, just to, yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> do we have to watch it? Okay. Um, yeah. Because it was just would be so, not greatly done, maybe low budget and that kind of thing. Um, but I do see better and better things coming wow. out um, of Love the Chosen. Um, but also I watched, um, there's a show I love to watch called This Is Us. Have you ever seen that? And I know of it. Like, okay. They don't talk about God at all, but I know 
that they're flowing with the Holy Spirit, you know, because people are, my friends and I watch it and talk about it later. And my friends are like journaling about it, you know, because a certain storyline touched their heart or something. It's like, I know for sure that whether the writers know it or not, but the, the Lord is using it, you know, um, because it's, it's just an amazing show and it touches the heart. I actually believe that we underestimate what is going on around us. We underestimate how God can use people. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really ask for grace, (laughs) but, um, artists are people who are very creative and they're sensitive Mm -hmm. and they're ones that if they open themselves up to the Holy spirit, whether they are believers, uh, really born again believers, or whether they, um, never even go to church, I believe that there's a gift that they are given and a sensitivity that they pick up things in the mm-hmm. air in the spirit, um, yes. and mm-hmm. in the spirit yeah. that they are starting to communicate. Even secular people are starting to communicate the story of God because that's what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, and there's people not only inside the church, but outside the church that are picking up on this and mm-hmm. on these truths and on these values and, and are starting to pour out these realities and these truths into the world through their creativity. Yes. And I think it's wonderful. I think yeah. that's part of the prophetic. And that's what the prophets did, prophets did too in the Old Testament, as they would speak of the things that were to come. And I believe the arts are um, very prophetic. And yes. whether that's within the church or outside of the church, mm-hmm. they have a prophetic call. They have a call to communicate a message. And if they're in tune with God, they will speak of God and his truth. Yeah, and yeah. so I, um, I've heard that more often is is that even within culture and within society, we are able to see what God is doing in the world today. Mm-hmm. Because if we have ears to hear and we have eyes to see, then we will see it. And God is not um, a respecter of person in that sense. He's not limited. We so often think so small is only the people within the church. They are the ones that are saved. They are the one that are believers and they can be used. But God is so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And he created every single person, person on this planet. He yeah. loves every single person on this planet. And so if he wants to talk to me, he will want to talk to my neighbor. Mm-hmm. who is not yep. a believer. He will want yep. to talk to everyone who will be open to hear from him. And, and there is a gifting within creativity. Creative people are very sensitive people and they often pick up on these things. Really, I see creativity also as a way of speaking. Mm-hmm. Creativity, whether it's a play, whether it's a song, whether it's even a good meal, it communicates something and, and it expresses something. And I think that is something so wonderful and so connected with um, the principle of relationship. Mm-hmm. Because when we communicate and we express ourselves, we, we move towards relationship and we move into, into love, really. Mm-hmm. Because we're speaking something to someone else. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes we have, when we say even the word creativity, some people may think, oh, well, I'm not creative at all, you know, because maybe they have 
flashbacks to kindergarten when they were drawing stick men and they felt like they never progressed past that, you know, but really creativity is way bigger than that. And we can even talk about businesses and ministries that people create. They start it. And I just think that's such a beautiful picture um, of it. And, and like you said, even cooking, you know, is, is creative and all, all those things. There are so many creative ways to express yourself. And for some Mm -hmm. people, and that's the reason why I say, I believe everybody is creative because Mm -hmm. um, I believe that there's giftings, different kinds of giftings in Mm -hmm. every person. And for some, it will be putting certain spices with your food and it just tastes amazing. And another person will spend hours in their garden making a place that settles people that that celebrates the beauty of the flowers and the and the trees and the smells that come with it and and so there and then again like you're saying if if you're in a business maybe it can even be in situations where you're in a leading position within a business and you are finding ways to communicate and to find conflict resolution, to even find answers to questions that you have within within your business. And all of a sudden you're starting uh, to to find solutions. And that actually brings us to the aspect also that creativity I believe is, is very closely connected again to the relationship with God because through the Holy Spirit, we have an, completely free, amazing, um, um, what would you call it, a library. We have so much to gain from through the Holy Spirit with mm-hmm. the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, with the freedom of the Holy Spirit, with um, the, the insight and the clarity that the Holy Spirit can bring. And he can flow through us mm-hmm. and create a whole new situation. He yeah. can flow through us and create a completely different atmosphere when there is conflict, for example. But um, actually we have a friend in the Netherlands who is also an artist, but he owns a business. And uh, he, he used to also be a car salesman. And um, he came to a point where the weather had been so bad in the Netherlands that there was a fear that the, um, that the barriers, the flood barriers, um, the dikes would break. And um, out of fear, he started to pray. And he said, God, what can I do? What can I do in this situation? Because if, if, if there's a flood, I will lose all my cars. They'll be ruined and I will lose my business. Mm-hmm. And so he started praying. And that night he got a dream from God. And in this dream, he saw a solution, a creative solution to... Um, to the flood and he designed with help of others because the thing is is he saw what this barrier looked like then passed on this vision um, to some students where in the university where he was teaching and they were able to make all the calculations and it was a real thing that he got patented and through the, the pressure of the water these barriers would rise up out of the ground um, because the water pressure would rise and it would push up these gates and it would um, create a wall around his around his business. So there's no 
um, flood that would be able to reach, even if the barriers would be um, would be broken and the dikes would break, there would be no problem because these barriers would, would cover it. And later he even had a dream about how to create a tsunami barrier. Hmm. Now wow. this is the creativity that God can pour into each one of us. Mm -hmm. And so he, he got inventions through dreams which is just amazing. And one of the universities, I think, in Tokyo is named after him. He even he won an Edison um, award. And so it's amazing what can happen when we yes. start seeking God and we connect our hearts with his and he can come and show up yeah. in so many ways. It's really, in some ways, really learning to tap into that flow from the Holy Spirit. And I think a lot of times there are people that they're tapping into that. They don't even realize it, but like I've read different biographies about maybe songwriters and things like that. And they'll just say, I don't know where it came from. It just, I heard it in my head and then I wrote it. And, you know, I just think that's the Holy spirit, you know, um, just flowing through someone. Absolutely. And even to go back to what you said earlier is this idea that we believe creativity is something that is becoming irrelevant as you grow up, so mm -hmm. to say. I think that's one of the failures that we find in our culture mm -hmm. is although the last 50 years or so, the word creativity is starting to pop up more and more. Um, there is something about uh, society that, that children are, are allowed to have an imagination. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you start growing up and the values in the school and in the educational system of the West, um, you start to analyze, you start to use your left uh, brain, mm -hmm. yes. the left half of, the, of your brain more than the right side of your brain and also the acknowledgement. So what happens within education is by putting more value on uh, language and maths and science and all that, th all those uh, subjects rather than sports and art and acting theater and all those things mm -hmm. um, they're all minors you know you can have them as a minor but you need to focus on these because they're important right it's because of the way that society has developed and we've really lost something mm -hmm. and so we don't nurture that, it like we could nurture our creativity absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and we have a four-year-old son my husband and I Raphael and I love spending time with him and seeing how he comes up with things he comes up with solutions he comes up with names with names even for colors and I love it I just drink it in and I'm really hoping that I'm <laughs> gonna do my best to not crush this mm -hmm. creativity because we were made in a way that we should function in a creative way mm -hmm. whatever that looks like yes, yeah for definitely. the one it made like that mm -hmm. for the other different for me it's visual arts i love painting but i also i i know there will be creative writing for me mm -hmm. um and there's things that i know are coming that as i am just going through life and continuing my journey there's more things that god wants to develop and it's also this openness of staying a student in a sense it's mm -hmm. staying open yes. to new things so mm -hmm. that we can continue that development yeah and lifelong learning mm -hmm. yeah exactly and um, I think the industrial revolution really formed um, formed western society and and we lost things in that time mm -hmm. because 
people started focusing on utilitarian uh, functionality on, on, on things have to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we've done the same in the church. Mm-hmm. And that is such a bummer because um, creativity should flow, especially from the believers. Yes. Yeah. It should so- flow especially out of our love relationship with God and and out of that, which we receive from him. Yes. So I'm thinking, so just back to what you said about the industrial revolution. Um, I can see definitely because things are automated, people start working on assembly lines, that kind of thing. There's no thinking really involved. Um, How do you think that went spilled over to the church in what way? Um, I think that even within the way that we could fulfill the Missio Dei, which is the mission of God. Mm-hmm. So God was on a mission. He, like I said earlier on, um, he decided, I want to live in relationship. And God has been ascending God. God wants to reach out um, to his people. And mm-hmm. we were always dependent on God. So with after creation, when we were still in perfect unity with God without any sin, we were dependent on God, but sin made it more obvious mm-hmm. that we needed redemption, that we needed a savior to, to bring us back in, into restoration with God. Now, um, I think that, that over the years and even through the Reformation, that has been a very key place as well. Um, is that the um, Reformation has caused, especially the Protestant uh, church, to start um, moving away so much from creativity because of the fear of worshiping saints and worshiping statues and things like that, which had been going on within the Catholic church at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And there was so much fear about it that they started to do put away everything um, mm-hmm. that had to do with creativity yes. and we lost something mm-hmm. and, and out of this, um, loss and this fear of creating things that, um, that, that we could potentially worship, um, we lost something. And I think the industrial revolution only strengthened that in the sense that we started to have functionality. Everything had to work better, more functional, more, um, um, profitable. Mm-hmm. And so what is the profit that comes out of that, which we're doing? And I think God is so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because love is not looking for gain. Right. And you know, sadly, generous. Um, I know even in some homeschool communities, um, it's taught to children that, you know, the imagination is, you know, um, can actually be sinful, you know, so you be careful about imagination or even reading fiction and things like that, you know, and that's, that's so sad. And like you and I were talking about the other day, how, you know, prior to the reformation were so much beautiful artwork, which we can still see in Europe now. Um, Just beautiful, beautiful um, artwork that so many told Christian stories, Bible stories. And it's like, we don't, we don't embrace it like that anymore. So, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really sad. And I think 
like what I was saying before is, of course, there's a Ten Commandments. And one of those is you shall not make any graven images. Yeah, you, you, mm -hmm. you, and with that is you shall not worship any idols. And that is turned um, into an extreme. So you get these responses that throw out the baby with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when we start reading um, I mean, C.S. Lewis is one of my favorite examples. When, when you start to read the Chronicles of Narnia, he, he, he talks about the creation of Narnia. It still gives me goosebumps mm -hmm. because in this story, he, he describes how the lion, um, Aslan, representing God the Father, um, starts singing. Everything is dark, but he starts singing. And out of this song, light starts to appear. Now, this is just a fictional way of interpreting the creation story. But if we look at the beauty of creation, we cannot deny that God is a beautiful God. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when we are made in his image, we are called, as we are made in his image, we are called to co-create together with God. And as long as our heart is in a place of submission and in love for God, it, it will worship him. Whether it's a Christian story, whether it's a cross you paint, or, or whether it's a beautiful flower you paint. Mm -hmm. You know, when we, even when we look at the Old Testament and we look at the tabernacle and how God told um, uh, Moses to start building the tabernacle, there were actually heavenly creatures they had to make to represent or to, to sit on the tabernacle on the on the seat the mercy seat yeah of the of the ark of the covenant mm -hmm. it was gold then there was cherubim that needed to be embroidered on the curtains they're heavenly creatures and they should they were meant to yeah they were called by god to to make these mm -hmm. and then there were pomegranates at the robe of the high priest, there were there was the lampstand with with beautiful blossoms, almond blossoms. So God specifically told humanity to create things that look like things that are here on the earth. Yes, He told people, He told His people to create things that represented heaven and looked like things in heaven. Mm -hmm. But it was to focus and to glorify God. Yes. And there's this beautiful painting, even in um, in Rome, in the Vatican, that was that was painted of of Michelangelo, and he made this beautiful the, the final judgment. It's a very well known painting, and even if you Google this, you will find that there's one image on this beautiful painting where you see almost like a skin hanging, like an empty an empty skin hanging somewhere. Hmm. And believed is that this is a self-portrait of him realizing I'm only just a shell mm -hmm. and God is God. And I am just, I am just his creation and says, it's like, all, all I can be is just the shell, but, but you are the one who is, who is to be glorified. So it's amazing that even in the history of these art paintings, we can find stories of artists who glorify God and who, who see themselves in a perspective where they're dependent.
on mm-hmm. Jesus. And I think the imagination um, is such an important gift from God. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We get mm. so scared about sinning, but you know what? If God gave his very, very, very best gift for you, for me, with all the love he had, why would he just, why would he give us this imagination? Why would he bless us with so much beauty? And of course, there's the sinful nature. Of course, there are things that have happened that have tainted us and have made it, have, have taken our, so to say, our full excellence, the way God intended it to be. But you know what, when God, and this blew me away when I started looking into this a bit deeper, this blew me away is God knew when he created the heavens and the earth that we were going to muck up, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we were going to make a mess of it. Mm-hmm. But still he decided, I'm going to create humanity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to create you. I'm going to create Lisa and Anna. <laughs> yes. I'm going to create because... I love them and they're worth it. And I have the answers. And so together with him to understand that even in our brokenness, we get to be dependent on Jesus and walk with him and and co-create beauty Mm -hmm. that reflects his nature. I think to be able to do that is the biggest gift we can can imagine. And that really speaks also to... our view of our identity, I think, in a lot of ways. And when we are focused on, you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace, but I'm always a sinner. And that's your, your view of your identity. um, Then there's fear involved of creating things. Mm -hmm. And, but if we could move over and see ourselves as redeemed, which is what we are, and we're sons and daughters and of God and co-creators, like you said, we're just, we're creating with God. We can trust him. You know, we can trust him to lead us and guide us and flow, flow through us. And yeah, it's just, Absolutely. yeah. But um, so how do you see in your own life, how do you see the expression of creativity? I know you said you're, um, you paint and write and different things like that, but how do you see that and how does it affect your relationship with God? Um, for me, I cannot imagine my life without creativity. I think I was two years old and I had been, I drew my father and my mother with nose and even with nostrils and with five fingers. And it was a slugger, wow. sort of a stick figure, but, um, and, and I would see things. And that was one of the things is very often people would, would say, would not really understand me very well because I would see things that a lot of people wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. I would stop and look at flowers that were like tiny little flowers, but I was admiring the colors in them and the lines in them and, and the little insects. I could spend hours looking at insects. And the funny thing is our son has the same thing. He's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me to see, I think seeing and observing is a very big part of my creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 
it's also one of the lessons, one of the first lessons that I would get when, um, when I started learning how to draw is um, 90% of the time you should see and 10% of the time you should draw mm. because it's about observing. And I think that is also another key about imagination is what do we fill ourselves with? So what do we observe? And the scriptures even talk about that is, is um, we become what we behold. And so it's the imagination is a wonderful thing. And the scriptures even say, look at the things that are above. Now, how can we look at things that are above if we don't use our imagination when we read the Bible? Mm-hmm. Right? So right. there are things, and this is a gift. This is what God intended. And in whatever, um, whatever you find is, is, bringing, um, is bringing division, is bringing destruction, are just the fruit of what you're doing will show you whether this is um, edifying or whether it will, it will cause damage. And I think, especially for kids, they are so sensitive also to see things in the spiritual. They are so um, open for dreams and for experiencing God. And we should cultivate that mm-hmm. and, and impart that into our children. Even when we learned or were told we were not supposed to do things or we should stop imagining. And the amazing thing um, with that, too, is that we, uh, Stefan and I, have a school. We're, um, we have our own ministry, Wake Europe. We're based out of Germany. And uh, we also have a school of the heart, which this year in September will start in English, all in English as well. We do it all in German. And we asked them um, one time, we've been asking our students, is have you ever had someone tell you that you needed to stop imagining things, that you needed to stop believing in these angels or that it was wrong for you to, to experience these things as a child or to see these things? I think it was about 90% of the hands went up hmm. because so often people are told, especially by adults, that's not right. And this is not what you're supposed to be. Now I've walked mm-hmm. that walk. I've experienced that mm-hmm. a lot of that. But as soon as I made the decision, when I was 15, I came to Christ and um, that brought me on a journey to pursue God and to uh, go to the school ministry in Toronto. And then later I moved to Australia where I studied art and theology. And, um, and that's where my heart really started to bloom, so to say, because I got to be myself. Mm-hmm. I got to, to explore creativity. I got to be about uh, around all these crazy people, these crazy creative people. I loved it because it was a school where we had musicians and we had writers, we had actors, we had singers, we had everyone, visual mm-hmm. artists. Wow. And it was such a wonderful place to be and all of them believers. So it was an amazing experience for me to actually have a safe place where I could start to explore uh, creativity in my own life. And it changed me. I used to be a great little mouse that would shy back and not talk. And here I am now with a ministry um, teaching coaching, doing seminars, things like that. And Mm -hmm. I love it. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason for it is, is I know that creativity can bring so much freedom. And I have a feeling that there could be maybe some listeners, um, maybe some people that are watching this, that I just want to encourage you to start being you and start being creative because it can be a road to success. It can be a road for you even out of depression. It can be a road for you to move away from heaviness into new light because creativity, I believe, is is a way to connect with life. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think we connect with our heart through creativity and it's an expression, but also it can be a form of self-care in a way too, because we're taking time to, you know, reflect and, you know, express thoughts and however it is, you know, if it's painting or drawing or drama, songwriting or whatever it is, but. Absolutely. And it's a way of listening to yourself, Mm -hmm. giving space to you. Yes. I know when, um, when I, I have four kids that are all grown now, um, and um, homeschooled them for a lot of years. And I had a writing background. And so, and I loved creativity. And so I gave them lots and lots of time for play, but also for um, just, we always had crayons and pencils and paper. And one of the things that we did was, um, the way that I taught them was I would have them read something and then write about it. That was like the whole thing, read it, write about it. And I will say I have four writers. Um, They are all that like they're making their living or they will be making their living from, from writing. And it's just amazing. Like what you nurture in someone is what comes up. And I think a lot of times, um, like you were saying with school, Um, even if we haven't been told, don't use your imagination, you know, that's wrong, but what we value, what we put our time into, um, and, and reinforce and praise, you know, is, oh, you made a good grade or, uh, yes, what a great score on that exam, you know, and, um, all of those things. And so that, you know, we get what we praise and value and, um. And I really am for quality, but one of the things I really enjoy doing when I teach creative workshops is to allow people just to be themselves Mm -hmm. and then to start looking at each other's work. If there's a small group and them starting, it's amazing the interaction because, Mm -hmm. um, always really. Um, I would say almost, almost, almost always, but I think it's always the case that people start giving compliments to each other. And mm-hmm. these small compliments are just so life-giving yes. and it gives people courage to start stepping out and things. And, you know, you don't learn if you don't make mistakes. And I think that's another one of those things is everything has to have a purpose. Everything has to be perfect. But even perfectionism, which is a real um, struggle, especially for creative, creative people and for artists, um, is it's actually not about being perfectionist. It's about being in a process, being on a journey mm-hmm. where you develop yourself and where you learn from your mistakes. And sometimes those mistakes are happy mistakes and they bring you to places 
that that makes you explore a whole new area. And so it's this mindset of everything has to be right. Everything has to have a purpose. And, and it's, it's a shame that that is so ingrained also mm -hmm. in the church, because we start when we even start evangelizing, or when we think of creativity within the church, we always feel like, oh, it has to be Jesus, or it has to be. But I believe it go, there's so much freedom to be yourself. And there's so much freedom to flow with Holy Spirit, that for one person, that will be the case. And that will be a good thing to paint for another person, it might go in a very different direction. But as long um, as we are connected with the heart of God, there is no need to fear. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a good point you brought up about perfectionism. I think maybe that fear of being critiqued, you know, where there's art critics where, oh, this is good art and that is not good art. You know, um, not everyone's going to be a professional painter or writer or whatever. And so um, part, part of it is just the process of it, just tapping in, tuning into the flow of the Holy Spirit and letting it flow out rather than thinking, oh, I've got to make this, you know, right. You got to make it right. And I think again, it's the purpose is what is the purpose of creating is mm -hmm. the purpose of creating, following your intuition, because that's how you were created. And so there doesn't need to be a purpose. Mm -hmm. So you can just be, it's out of this being and doing, right? Is you're not a human doing, you're a human being. Right. And so it's out of this, you are, and this knowledge also of knowing you are okay. And whatever flows out of you is okay. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes when it might be sinful. Mm. Because we have a redeemer that is very good. Right. right. And that's another thing is when we um, quote um, John 3.16, we always stick with John 3.16. But 17 actually says, because he didn't come to condemn the world but to save it. Yes. And so it's the goodness of Jesus. And as we walk with him, that we start realizing, oh, but, but okay, so that doesn't work, but hey, I can let that go, that mistake. And I can, I can move with Jesus into new territory, into new aspects of my belief. And I, I think that is so much better to think about creativity that way rather than within this functionality and in this purpose in a sense purpose driven now i know um that was also a really um what is it warren steve warren who, who wrote on the rick warren. church and rick warren sorry um and and there is goodness about that and revelation in that but i think so often you know we need to go on the street because we need to get people saved we need to do this we need to do this rather than moving from this love relationship that we have with god and then mm -hmm. walking in obedience that's through everything we do whether that's yes. creativity or not but creativity i think cannot be separated from life from anyone's life yes. because we create constantly we create with our words we create either life-giving words and encouragement or we create something that brings destruction and so it's, it's so good to know that Jesus really is that good. <laughs> and out of this freedom, 
And out of the ability to let go of perfectionism, we're able to enter into places where we never thought we could come. Because with God, who is our eternal God, our creator, he has so much creativity available that when we tune into his heart, we're starting to have adventures and we're starting to experience things that we never thought would be imaginable. It's like this friend from the Netherlands who had this dream about these barriers, right? These flood barriers mm -hmm. and the tsunami wall. And, and I, that's only possible because God is involved in this story. It's not because this friend is more holy than somebody else. But I think because of him being in relationship with God and he was open to hear from him, God responded. And he does that to every one of us. And he does that in our creativity. And he does that also in our practice. You know, you won't become a good musician until you practice, start practicing, right? right. It's with everything that we do. It's, it's even with business. If you want to be a good CEO, you're going to have to practice. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to have the experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's something we can honor, right? We can honor wisdom. We can honor the roads that people have, have gone and the journeys they've taken. Um, but I think it is so good to know, first of all, that we are okay and that we can learn. Yes. And, and we have freedom. Keep developing. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. And love ourselves a bit more, I think, sometimes, too, because the art world, and I mean, there's this one art, um, artist that I absolutely love, also for my studies, and his name is Makoto Fujimura. Um, they call him Mako, and he is uh, Japanese background. And he started, he's a believer as well, he loves God, and he was honoring his relationship with God. He's never said anything other than he's a believer, but he's also pursued quality art and his art is slow art. He's, he's doing art that is very traditional to the Japanese um, art history and current um, art is very uh, much about the shocking. It's very much about trying to get people's attention or um, it's, it's not beautiful anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I think that as believers, <laughs> as children of God, um, we are called to bring the light, whatever that looks like. And, and that's what this artist does as well. Fujimura, mm -hmm. he is very excellent in his work, but he is also filled with integrity towards his walk with God, towards people, and to also creating an atmosphere where you can be you and you can learn from each other and you can develop a culture that is counterculture to what we know mm -hmm. around us. And I think that's what we're called to with creativity. I think that is creating something out of nothing, creating something out of the life that flows from God's heart. And so automatically fulfill its purpose but not because just because of it having to have a purpose but because it flows from the heart of God mm -hmm. so there's really two things I think could help people um so just say people listening that say okay I really didn't have the opportunity to nurture any type of creativity mm -hmm. I think it would help them to know how to tap into that flow of the Holy Spirit. 
And also what practically would you recommend to someone if they just want to start playing around with creativity? Yeah. One of the things um, I enjoy doing is, um, is letting people just doodle (laughs) because it doesn't have to be anything and it doesn't have to do anything, Mm -hmm. especially when you're somebody who, who is very, um, um, yeah, very reluctant or even not really in touch with the creativity that is there, but you somehow know in your heart, but there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've had students in the past that said, I'm not creative at all. I've heard that so many times. It's amazing. And I, I just tell them, well, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the class, I had a, like a 12 week course. They would be like, I can't believe I painted mm. this. I can't believe I did this. And I think one of the things is to nurture um, also the things that you see. Start looking at what are things that make me joyful? What are things that I find beautiful? And basically in that way, excuse me, basically finding inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's getting in touch with the creative part of your heart. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like, oh, I just want to start a drawing course and I'm going to try to start a drawing course, do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you feel, or, or a lot of people actually tell me, it's like, oh yeah, in, in high school or, or even in primary school, it's like, that was the last time I painted um, with paint. But maybe just buy some paints and start trying out. I used mm-hmm. to love that. Yeah. That's what I I've heard many times. Little art class. Um, at a retreat, um, not too long ago, I've done it a couple of times. And one of the things and we used finger, uh, temper paints, I think one of the things that we did was took beads and, um, would dip them in the paint. And, um, the teacher said, now, what I want you to do is play. I just want you to play. And I think that's another lost thing that we lose as adults is that ability to just play and have some fun for for no real reason exactly and it's that allowing yourself to just be and you don't have to prove anyone anything Mm -hmm. but you can enjoy the process and very often still I mean I make drawings and I look at my drawing and I think oh that little part I really like that Mm -hmm. that little part mm, that's not so good and that's you know when you start doing studies or you're starting to prepare things there's there's things start appreciating also I would encourage you to start appreciating the things that that are are working or that you enjoy or things that you connect with and and um, another thing is um, is you can start just putting some instrumental music on or put some music on and then just start doodling with the music with the Mm -hmm. sounds you hear and start going with the movements. That's another way of expressing yourself and, and dancing sort of with some colors or some pencils or, and just, just let yourself be. Mm-hmm. Because if you start just doing these little exercises, if you want to do them by yourself, that's absolutely fine. Just close your door and, and give yourself a little bit of time to start doing this. And practice is always good. It's like anything you do when it, when you, sometimes when you try the very first time, it's uncomfortable because you're not used to it, but as you try and tr- give it a couple of tries, then sometimes you start to relax more 
And the more relaxed you are, the easier it is to flow also with the Holy Spirit. It's the same mm -hmm. thing. When we start um, um, living in the in a prophetic lifestyle or, or connecting with God in the prophetic, um, the more relaxed we are, the easier it will flow. Mm -hmm. And it's like that, I think, with anything in life. If, if, if you're at rest in your heart, um, it will be easier just to let it go. And if it's, if it's a mistake, if it didn't turn out, well, just try it again. We all make mistakes. We all do yeah. that. But like you said, the play and the, and the spontaneity and going with the flow is something that's wonderful. And just pick some colors that you like and go with it. And I'm sure that the internet is full of exercises where you can start tuning in with your creative flow. And uh, I'm looking forward to in the future also do another creative course again so I can I can express my creativity as well in that sense. But it's, it's something that the more you get used to it and, and another thing is start connecting with kids. Mm -hmm. Be creative with kids because kids know how to play. Mm -hmm. Kids know how to be themselves. They don't have to prove themselves. They're just who they are. And to start connecting with that and just joining them with some things, there's no pressure. It doesn't have to be beautiful. And just kind of that's that could be another way for some people to connect with that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's true. I think there's people that have had to grow up way too fast and that have been taken on responsibility just because of how life went. And so the, the loss of being able to play and know how to play is definitely yeah, it's very common. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's so important. And I know some people these days are getting, um, you know, there's adult coloring book books yeah. that you can get and it's, I have some, and it's so relaxing just to sit and, and color and, you know, and it's for no reason, you know, no, but, exactly. but it is relaxing. Yeah. yeah. It is because it's, I think, because it's part of how we're wired. It's how mm -hmm. we're made. So if we get in tune with, with how we're designed, then we connect with something that goes really deep, even though it might not even be so significant or seem so significant. But a lot of that, again, is because of culture, is because of what has been put into our hearts because of culture. And I think Western culture is quite stiff. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's not flowy. If you go to Latin America or you go to Africa or you, there's much more also connect connected with spirituality, but also creativity and culture and art are also really connected in those in those um, in those cultures and nations, and we've we've lost some of that. Mm -hmm. I think and especially. I think for men, like, I think in our culture, women have a bit more freedom yeah. to be creative, but for, for men, it can often be seen as, you know, a waste of time, you know, it's not leading to my career or something like that, yeah. but, um, but it can actually bring a lot of fulfillment and it can bring also relaxation mm -hmm. so that even though you might be very successful or very much looking into being successful in business or, or anywhere else in your, in your career, that having downtimes, having town times where you can be you and relax and connect with creativity and maybe for some men, maybe cooking, mm -hmm. which is yes. very creative or gardening, but, mm -hmm. yeah, gardening. And I think, 
part of that is the the left and the right side of the brain and the and their function because the left is very analytical it's more masculine and the right side where the creativity is is more intuition it's more creative it's more flowy and a lot of um a lot of that also then has to do or, or is connected with femininity and masculinity so mm-hmm. so i I agree with that, but um, there's many, many, many um, male artists out there that are absolutely brilliant and prolific. Um, And so again, it doesn't really have to do with gender, Um, but I think um, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think also to allow for some times just to, to, to slow down and mm-hmm. to have some time off will help us to recuperate, to regain strength. And then when we are in our normal everyday life, we will be able to be more excellent even in the things that we're doing. I think even that is, I believe that as the right side of the brain gets some more space to be activated, mm-hmm. it will help even you in situation where it's more analytical because your brain is, is being used and is, is um, balancing each other out. So mm-hmm. I think there's definite benefits that, that are there yes. regardless of what gender and regardless of what profession you have. It's getting in contact with your, your nature and how um, God intended you to function and it does something. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a way of rest in yeah. certain ways. We're resting our analytical side for a little bit and you can, it can be very refreshing so that when you go back to your job or whatever it is that you're, you're coming out of a place of rest and being refreshed. Yeah. And the interesting thing with that too, is with creativity, which I've, every creative artist I've talked to says the same thing. When you get in tune with the creative flow, Mm-hmm. You don't need food. You don't think about the time. You have no interest in anything outside because you're so connected with the flow that is con- that that you're can that you're not interested in anything else. So it mm-hmm. is a way of um, of resting and a way of enjoying yourself and a way of of yeah of being a state of being that is, is very exciting and, and very life-giving for sure. Yes. That's so good. Well, if, would you just pray over people that are listening? Cause we'll close in just a second, but um, yeah. you know, I think some people even have a little kindergarten trauma, you know, where you're drawing and people make fun of it. So like, okay, I don't want to draw anymore. Um, So just pray over that and however you feel the Lord leading you. I would love that. Father, I thank you for this time. And Father, I thank you for every single listener. Father, I thank you that your love and your goodness is on them. And that your truth over each one of them is that they belong to you and that they're accepted and they're loved. And Father, wherever the enemy tried to steal the joy of creativity, Lord, we decide today we're going to take that back. We're going to take back our creativity and we're going to embrace our creativity because, Father, whatever negative words were spoken, they did not come from your heart. And Father, you say that even when we make mistakes, 
it's okay. And we are okay. Because whatever we do doesn't define our identity. And Father, I thank you for your grace and your love. Father, we break off any curses spoken, any negative words spoken over each listener. And Lord, we also speak out forgiveness that those teachers or those parents or siblings or friends, whatever negative words were spoken about creativity, Father, we forgive them and we release them. And Holy Spirit, I just want to invite you to restore that which was taken or that which seemed taken. Thank you that you made your children absolutely perfect, that you made each one of us in your image, and that there's value in creativity, that there's value in the identity that you've put in each one of us. And Father, I pray that you just breathe on each listener right now, your breath of creativity, that Holy Spirit, you will fill us with your color, where color was stolen. I just, I really see just these gray tones being um, infused with light and with color and the gray moving and making place, making way for color. And so Lord, we embrace that. We embrace your truth that we are made in your image, that we are creative in whatever way that is, Lord. I thank you that I feel like there's some listeners that have, have been so hidden away, but, but Father is saying, now is the time for you to start, to start move into the light, for you to start becoming visible, because there is so much that you carry of my heart, and the world around you needs to see it, because it is beautiful, and it is wonderful, and it will bring life wherever it will go, and whatever it will touch, because it comes from my heart. Father, I also thank you for restoring play, that even if that's the only thing that they take with them today, Father, that, that play may be restored. Father, where the joy of childlikeness, not childishness, but childlikeness was stolen. Father, I pray that you restore that and that there's a new freedom that people may be set free to be themselves in a new way, in creative ways, but also just knowing that that which you put on their lives is from you. Father, I also bless imagination, that where imagination was stopped or where imagination was stolen, like so many of our students have experienced, Father, that you will come and also there that you will start switching on light. I see as if there's light bulbs being switched on in people's minds, as if God is saying it's time that the inner screen <laughs> and the, of the imagination, that light is starting to shine on that and that new revelation will come. And whatever words were spoken over your life that tried to block this, we break its power now in the name of Jesus. And we speak life over your imagination. Mm -hmm. We speak hope over your heart and all heaviness and all condemnation and all, um, I, I also have a sense that there might be someone listening 
who has really been struggling with um, bad imagination, bad imaging, and you feel so condemned and you feel so ashamed. And I just pray for you right now that God will release you from any false shame identity. And I break that off your life right now because you are not those things, even though you might have struggled, that is not who you are. And God does not say that you are that. And so we release you from a false shame identity and we speak life over you. And Father, I pray that dreams may come from heaven Hmm. and that new life may stream into the imagination and that wherever the enemy is taking a hold of it, Father, we break its power now and we submit also our minds to Christ. It's very biblical is that we submit our thoughts to Christ. May they be conformed. Christ. And Lord, we thank you that you have so much joy in imagination. It's such a key also in the prophetic that without imagination, you won't get as far. And God wants to use your imagination. So I bless the imagination and I bless creative flow to start developing and to start turning people into dancing. Where there's been mourning, you will be turning to dancing. And where there's been ashes, you will be um, crowned with joy. I see God putting crowns on people's heads. Mm. I just bless you with crowns of joy, with new hope. And with new play in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. While you were praying, I was also thinking of the scripture where um, Jesus says, unless you become like little children, you can't enter the kingdom. And so like, that's what children are. They're creative and playful and all of that. Yeah. Absolutely. That was so good. I loved your prayer. Um, and I should have done this in the beginning, but, um, tell us a little bit more about your ministry and your website. We'll put it on our website too. Though, so there'll be a link for people to find yeah. you. Great. Um, yeah, we have a ministry called Awake Europe, me and my husband, and we live in Germany. I'm Dutch. My husband's German. And, um, and we have, um, a website that is awakeeurope.com. Um, both in English and German. And I am working on a brand new website that will be out soon um, for our School of the Heart and Schule des Herzens in German, um, which is www.sdherzens, which is H-E-R-Z-E-N-S dot D-E. And we'll be, again, it will be in English and in German. Um, And um, besides that, we're on Facebook. So if you look at Awake Europe, you look at Stefan and Lisa Kruger, you will definitely find us. And yeah, I'm looking forward. Also, if there's people that have questions or want to connect, they're welcome to connect with us at awakeeurope at gmail.com is our email address. And yeah, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Yeah. And I'm going to be also um, doing a podcast with Stefan next, yeah. next week as well. So yeah. looking forward to that. 
that's great. So yeah, and in our school, we the school is our main focus. We're also trained in restoring the foundations. And so we minister to people. We've done uh, coaching training and we've also done train our studies in uh, Lancaster in the U- UK for political theology of peace. I'm working on my master in culture and theology at the moment. So we're in the middle of our studies, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a good process to be in. Yeah. yeah. We love our heart really is to equip people and to help them find their destiny and to help them um, also be free from the things that hold them back. Mm-hmm. Um, that stop them from entering into their God-given destiny. And so that really is our heart is to equip people and to encourage them, cheer them on, on the path yeah. that God has for them. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I know this is going to be an encouraging thing for a lot of people to, to hear. And um, so thank you so much for everything you shared and we will have the link um, with the podcast under, um, on our website as well to your website. So people can find you and, um, but thank you so much. And, um, I look forward to releasing this and, you know, um, just letting it bless people. So thank you. Thank you for listening. For more information or other resources, please visit our website, at definedbygod.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast and email list. Until next time, please know that you are very loved by your Heavenly Father.